Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 12.20 AM. That is never going to get old. Never, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I love having fun with it. Good morning. Good morning. So I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, which is Oddmo's Pizza. You actually brought some in today, and I'm. I brought you that thirty percent pizza. I cannot wait for that thirty percent pizza. Which I didn't know this until I ordered on the phone, and I'm just going to give a huge shout out to the Lancaster location because it was hot when I brought it in. It's a deep dish Chicago style pizza, and the base of it is a is two pounds of cheese. Holy moly! So when you order it, you're speaking my love ah, language. I know cheese. cheese? I said cheese. Oh. <laughs> Amanda says, like, you had me at cheese. You had me at cheese. <laughs> and it was funny because the guy says, you get three ingredients with it. And then he told me half pound of cheese. He says, the reason I tell you that is so you don't add cheese as an extra ingredient, <laughs> right? Because you already got two pounds of cheese. Right. So I put sausage and black olives and mushrooms on it. Oh, but, yum, but you, yum, it, yum. It's, it was thick, right? It's a thick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's that a, was no joke. It is a meal. <laughs> a meal and a half. Yeah. When we had the cauliflower, that was different. This is a meal. This is a... but. Oddmo's has really good pizzas. Mm-hmm. They do. So huge shout out to him. Thank you so much. All right. Let's... A- and our second sponsor, Five Marketing. Oh, sorry. I thought he was on the second half. Well. That's okay. That's okay. Five Marketing. You're absolutely amazing. So he is your website needs guy. So if you have a need for a new website, if you want to update your current website, if you're not really sure even where to start with a website. Five Marketing is your go-to guy. So huge shout out to Mike as well. Thank you so much. And we'll get a little bit of some of the stuff that Mike's done for me in the second half of this show. Perfect. So All right. Shocking. No, recap. No, recap. Recap. Let's not shock you. We're all mumbo jumboed over here. Yeah. Well, the, the pizza. The I, pizza is what does I'm going to blame it on all that cheese. Right? There you go. <laughs> There's actually a lot to recap from last There is. Week. So we had our new friend, Rachel, in here. Yes. And she has Valley Radon. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Radon. She was amazing, by the way. You know, I thought I had a lot of energy until I met her. I loved her <laughs> whole vibe and energy and everything. She was pretty awesome. She was. Mm-hmm. And, and until I met her, I didn't even realize that Radon existed. Honestly, neither did I. So what did you learn from Rachel, I was talking about radon. What was the big shocking thing for you? Um, I guess that radon is is in every household. It's just a matter of how much radon, um, the ways that it can seep through and get trapped in there. Um, and then that it, yeah, uh, she had a lot of good information. And then what it can do to you, that a lot of um, lung cancer is due to radon. Yeah. A, yeah. a large amount of it. It's the second leading killer of for of lung not killer I'm sorry it's the second leading cause, cause. of cancer lung cancer for lung cancer yeah. yes and that was actually really interesting to me because I always think about cigarettes and tobacco right, right? and then people think about asbestos mm-hmm. that's the big cause for lung cancer having not known that radon existed I had no idea that the radon is actually the second leading cause right for lung cancer that is that's the other big shocking thing for me was. If, if I live in a house, and again, mm-hmm. radon has no odor, it has no color, you don't even right. realize it's in the house. If I smoke cigarettes, I have a 1 in 10 chance of getting lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And we just barely left November. November was lung cancer awareness, which yes. is why we wanted Rachel to be with us. But in bringing awareness to lung cancer, people think, oh, you're, you smoke cigarettes, right. you're getting lung cancer. 
Well, that's one way. But if you smoke cigarettes and you're in a house that has radon, you now have a one in three chance of getting lung cancer. That's And that, that makes your odds go up tremendously. And you don't even know it's there. Yeah. And I think also another shocking thing was that it doesn't, it's not just in older houses. It can be very much in new houses as well. Um, it kind of has a lot to do with uh, how sturdy and firm your foundation is. And no one really knows, you know, I mean, there could be all kinds of contributing factors to why your new home has a lot of radon in it. And, well, and what I learned from her was it's from the, it's from the rock. It's from the yep. ground. Mm-hmm. So and it comes so, up. So it comes up. And it, it really has less to do with the age of the house and where the house was right. built. And, and there mm-hmm. are pockets here in the Salem area where there are, there's more rain on other areas. Uh, but the more interesting thing to me is when I was began talking with Rachel, she showed me a map of the United States, the whole U.S., and there are pockets in the U.S. that are really heavy with radon. North oh, I Dakota's bet. heavy. Really? Yeah, the whole Midwest. Because of the rock formations through that regions of the United okay. States. Okay, yeah. Right? And, and no one knows or no one knew that radon was there. Mm-hmm. So she started a business to go in and inspect houses. Yeah. And she's working a lot with realtors. I mean, I was just great having Rachel here. Yeah, no, it was. So thank you for bringing her in. Yeah. Well, because it was lung cancer— the go team person that we did for this quarter was Jennifer Beaumont. Oh, yes, the flash mob. Yes. How fun. Yes. But I did want to just psych- circle back to Jennifer's story. Mm-hmm. Jennifer is doing great. Oh, good. Anyone that goes to Corvallis Nights on Facebook, you'll actually see some pictures from that flash mob. Awesome. Jennifer's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Jennifer's on palliative care. Okay. So I thought it would be kind of good for our listeners to go back. But one thing that just to remind the listeners, if you go to any of the podcast services, just scroll down a little ways. There's a story with her picture next to it. You can actually hear where we did the first Oh, story yeah, first on her, segment on her. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you go to kicking-cancer.org, under stories, there's a search engine. Just put in Jennifer. You can find her story on there, too. Oh, cool. But she's, she sent me a follow-up. And I thought it would be good to reread this. Yeah. So this is two year this is one year after her initial diagnosis. Okay. So I'm gonna cycle all the way back to the end of two thousand nineteen. Okay. So, so basically three years ago. <laughs> she was exhibiting some symptoms that looked like she might have pneumonia or a cough or they, she didn't know what it was. Right. But it wasn't going away. So she went in for testing early 2020. And the timeline really is important in her story because she goes in for testing and they say it's not pneumonia, but we're not sure what it is. So they do testing. Mm -hmm. That's pretty normal. Right. Except what happened in March of 2020? COVID. COVID. COVID hit. And the only thing that we seemed to care about was COVID. So her test got pushed to the back burner. Oh. Which... That's frustrating. I have said this before. I, it wouldn't have changed the outcome. It might have changed how fast they dealt with the outcome. Right. May rolls around, and Governor Brown said, well, maybe COVID isn't as bad as we thought, and we began to get life kind of normal again, and they pulled her test results back out. They said, you have three tumors, and they're all stage four lung cancer. Jeez. So she had stage four lung cancer three times at the exact same time. Holy smokes. That's kind of crazy. That's right. I forgot about that. The right? Three. She had three different tumors in her left lung. Yeah. 
They had different pathological signatures, so she basically had stage four lung cancer three times at the same time. That's nuts. And that was the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. She went through chemotherapy each month, August, September, October. They did radiation to stop the spread. They were really aggressively attacking her lung cancer. Um, her name was submitted to our organization to do a GO team for in the fourth quarter of 2020. But if you remember, fourth quarter of 2020, we locked everything down. Everything. No restaurants. Every idea that we as an organization had to help her was shut got, down got completely. Killed, got killed. So what we did two years ago, and it was actually December. It was December the 15th <laughs> in 2020. Okay. So, so almost exactly two years ago. Yeah. Uh, we put an event on Facebook. We said, meet at West Albany High School, which lived a few blocks away, and we organized a drive-by. We had no idea how many would show up, but 30 cars. That's so awesome. That's a good show up. It's a great that show That was an amazing, uh, what do they call it, a parade? Uh, a car parade? Yeah. It was drive-by. Drive-by car drive-by parade. parade. Yeah. In fact, I, I still remember Bree Miller, who's the president of the team. She works for the Corvallis Knights. She and I are out there, and all of a sudden, the principal of the high school comes out, you know, and the principal's like, what's going on? And Bree knew her, so everything was fine. But we drove by her house, you know, from a distance. We did the little love symbol, and and we did that in 2020. So the summer of 21 rolls around, one year later. And I asked her if she would kind of give us an idea of what life was like one year later. Right. So I'm going to read a little bit of this. Yeah. She says... In most situations, the word anniversary involves wishes of celebration. On July 23rd, 2020, marked the one of the three worst days of my life. As I look back on this day one year ago, much comes to mind. A cancer diagnosis and treatment during a global pandemic is isolating. Very. I do not wish this isolation on anyone. I remember how devastated I felt calling Bree Miller, the president of the Corvallis Knights, to give her the news. No tears fell until I heard her voice. She did tell me recently the reason that she was nervous to call Bree. Jennifer was about the same age as Bree's father, who died from lung cancer. Oh. So she was nervous to tell Bree the news. To, yeah. Right. And to bring Bree's up like, those types of memories. And, and Bree's one of her best friends. Yeah. Right. I said, uh, I spent the following 24 hours resigning from all of my boards and volunteer obligations. For many, I, remember, I remained vague, while others, I choked back tears as I shared news and prognosis. How does anyone shift from giving of themselves fully, which she gave all over Corvallis, Albany. She was a giver. Yeah, absolutely. How do you shift from being a giver of yourself fully and often to what felt like a selfish existence? Sometimes things just happen. And all you can do is get up each morning and keep moving forward. It is what we do. It's what we have to do. Yeah. So during the course of that last year, Oh, and then she says, in the following days, weeks, and months, my courage crew grew beyond my Corvallis Knights baseball family. I reconnected with those from my past, the Kicking Cancer Organization. Oh. Over the course of that last year, now again, we're talking 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. this is what she went through. 
Okay. I think this is really important that we recap this. Yeah. She, during that 365 days, she had she went to four hospitals. She had seven radiation appointments, three, 35 trips to Portland. Wow. Nine trips to Salem. She actually wound up with five tumors, three different types of cancer, three surgeries, 14 weeks of chemotherapy, three drain tubes, 16 stitches, 26 different prescription medications. 26 different prescription medications. Holy smokes. Six CT scans, two MRIs, two PET scans, three hearing aids, and one drive-by parade on December 15th from the Corvallis Nights and Kicking Cancer. I love the drive-by parade at the end. Yeah. Um, wow, that's the hospital visits alone. Th- th- there was how, 30. Uh, let's see. She says 35 trips to Portland and nine, nine trips to, to Salem. Salem. So that's 44 hospital She's visits. She's constantly at the hospital. And then 14 weeks of chemotherapy and the surgery. I mean, the list went on in the feeding tubes. Well, and this is 365 wow. days, which is 52 weeks. That's what I mean. Like, so there's 44 visits out of 52 weeks. Like, you're every week you're in a hospital. Every week. Well, that's just the the special trips that she had to make to those places. But her chemotherapy, I mean, I imagine those were probably more closer to home. She was multiple times a week. Every day she had to deal with something. Yeah. Every single day, no matter what it was, she was dealing with something, and that's heartbreaking. Well, I love Especially during COVID. During Sorry. COVID. All That's, of that. All of that was so isolating. Which is what she says at the start, being so isolated. So she gets she starts this journey July the twenty third, two thousand twenty. Gosh dang it. And this was given to me in July of two thousand twenty one. So this is during the heart of Yeah. COVID. Wow. The last paragraph's really cool though. And you might remember this when we told this time long ago. She says most importantly, three hundred and sixty mornings to wake up and learn to breathe again. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. But that was last summer, and things are different this summer. Jeez. So I go to the Corvallis Knights baseball game this summer, mm-hmm. which we do this annually to support their strikeout cancer baseball game. Right. And I see Jennifer, and now she's got a beanie on mm-hmm. because she's back in chemo and the hair is brittle and falling out. Right. And she's dragged an oxygen tube behind her. Jeez. Oxygen, oxygen tank. Oxygen tank yeah. with the tubes, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and if you, I remember we were talking about this, I went up to her and asked her why she was there. She says, this fills my cup. Yeah. Jennifer's on palliative care. And remind our listeners what palliative care is. So many people know what hospice is. Right. And there's a lot of hospice organizations. If they know you're really close to dying, they bring nurses in to put you on hospice. It could be days. It could be a week. They don't know. Right. Palliative care basically means we've run out of treatment options. And we're just going to make you as comfortable as we can for as long as we can. Right. When they put her on palliative care, which was much earlier this year, I think it was like May of, of this year they put her on, but they gave her 18 to 22 months. Okay. So hopefully sometime next year. <clears throat> because they put her on palliative care, we decided to do a second go team for Jennifer. Yeah, absolutely. And this time it was a total secret. I love that. Like last time, she knew the, she knew the flat she knew the drive by was coming. Right. She didn't know the flash mob was coming. That's so awesome. That's pretty cool. That's amazing that you do that. That's got to be just so touching to to people like her. It and was, then not only her, but her family and her friends to see that little bit of joy. Well, and what was amazing to me was 
I didn't organize an event on Facebook. I really had no idea how many people were going to show right. up. And when I got there, I knew one person that showed up. Mm-hmm. And then they just started showing up, and I didn't. I knew I didn't know anybody. I knew like three that showed up, but right. there were twenty five people. That's awesome. And we had arranged it at ten o'clock in the morning. Bree would bring her outside the office, and as she walked out, we had a little speaker set up, and we started playing Creedence Clearwater Revivals. Put me in, coach. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to play center field. Mm-hmm. And she is just beaming. She is so happy. I bet. Right. Oh, I love it. Makes so, it all worth it. It does. It does. So, so for us, sometimes a go team it needs financial help. Mm-hmm. So they need support. They need emotional help. Yeah. Well, the other story we told last week needed financial help, mm-hmm. and that was little Ozzy. Oh yes. And we gave an update on Ozzy. Okay. So I thought maybe I could kind of go over that again. Are you? You got this. You want to read it? No. <laughs> I definitely will not For have those it. that didn't listen last week, I kind of lost at the end, and Amanda had to reel me in right at the end of the that's show. That's okay, though. Hey, that's all right. What That's what co-hosts are for. <laughs> well, I appreciate you reeling no. me in, because that was a hard one for me to try to read. And this has been a story that we've been following for a while now, um, and the updates, when they come, we grasp for them, because, you know, we were hopeful, um, and... He's just a little boy, and so He's it's three. Yeah, and so this is this is a big story for me. I know that he came around the same time that we kind of started our shows uh, somewhere. We started the show in March, and he was diagnosed in March. Yeah, so so he's gone through this battle I've as been, long as you and I've been doing yeah, the show together. So I've been following him pretty closely. So I'm, I love the updates. I love that they they give you current updates as well. Well, since last week aired, I have one more update I can give this week. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm going to run the listeners all the way back to March. Okay. Uh, Ozzy's family came down with COVID, and Ozzy's eyes went crossed. And the family and the doctor said, "Well, that's because of the COVID." He said, "That doesn't make that doesn't make sense. Your eyes go crossed because of COVID." Right. Mom said that doesn't make sense. So they went to get a second opinion, and that would be one thing I would highly encourage listeners to do: do not be afraid to get a second opinion. Right. The second opinion says, "No, it's not COVID." What he has is called diffuse intrinsic pontine glioma. Jeez. I practice a lot to say I, that. I can tell. It is a very, very rare form of brain cancer. Statistically speaking, any kid that gets it lives 8 to 10 months, mm-hmm. and there's a 1% survival rate. Wow. So friends of Ozzy had starred in the event, and they reached out to getting cancer to see if we could work together, and we did. Mm-hmm. And in June of this year, we hosted a really fun event at the Carousel down in Albany. Okay. Um, there was a ton of things that went on. There was an auction. There was food. You bought tickets. Uh, some of the local people have, like, like a superhero. So the Mandalorian showed up. Baby Yoda showed up. Okay. And we raised a little over $20,000 that Wow. Day. So That's this amazing. one's more than just emotional support like Jennifer. Right. This one's financial support. Yeah. And we were able to write some very nice checks to their family to get them up to Seattle yeah. for a clinical trial. That try and and by the way, what Ozzy's doing is not proven, and so that's why it's a clinical trial. Right, correct. And he qualified, but it was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So the money was helping get up there and all that kind of stuff. Right. right? Well, that was August. And here we sit in December. Mm-hmm. So in August he goes up for the clinical trial. And I reached out to his dad, and I'm going to try not to cry. Okay. (laughs) But this is what his dad shared with us to give us up to date. Okay. So he says, since August, 
We had just finished his last round of chemo. That was down here. And I did reach out to Dr. Pierce. The reason they're doing chemo is to try to keep that tumor from growing until they could do the clinical trial. Okay. Okay. Because they already knew chemo wasn't going to work. So I asked, well, why are they doing that? Yeah. He said he had to prepare his shunt revision so he could receive the CAR-T injections. And again, we talked about this last week. They had to get these little transport systems in the back of his head mm-hmm. to get these CAR-T cells, which are in your blood, into the tumor. Okay. Uh, they basically put the little boy on a dialysis machine mm-hmm. and pulled blood out of one arm, grabbed these little CAR-T cells out, injected the blood back in, and they got enough CAR-T cells out for six months worth of injections. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then he heads off to Seattle. So it says in early September, we made the trip to Seattle to the Children's Hospital to get Ozzy's cells in, extracted and then placed him on a port. We pulled enough cells for six months with injections. Flash forward to October, which is just a couple months ago, we were back and staying at the Ronald McDonald House, which you and I talked about how, yeah. great, how great they are. The first injection went well, although he did throw up a few times and grabbed his head from pain. But the team helped him out. The second injection was worse. And you and I talked about this last week. Right. Basically, on the second injection, at about the three-hour mark, he begins to bang his head. Stop the pain. Make the pain stop. Make the pain stop. But one of the things I thought was so touching about that is his dad says, no matter how bad he is crying or doesn't want to do something at the hospital, he always, and I mean always, Make sure to thank the nurses and the staff. What a kind, sweet boy. Yeah. Especially when, I mean, you would think a child that age would relate the pain to them coming in and injecting him. And he's still so kind and sweet and just tender and loving. In fact, the next sentence says, even when tears are rolling down his cheeks from the pain, he tells the nurses, thank you. What a sweet boy. Yeah. The last injection, we decided to give him the medications two and a half hours in, try to control the pain level. Worked out a lot better, but when I read this last week, they still had to do the fourth injection. Well, the fourth injection was last week, Mm -hmm. and the MRI was Monday after that injection. Okay. The MRI was going to determine whether this was working. Yeah. And I do remember seeing a post that his mom put on Facebook that the doctors were basically saying he wasn't going to live until Christmas. Right. Because they were concerned that this wasn't going to—they were trying to prepare mom and dad for the worst. Yep. Here's the good news. It works. That is amazing. Mom did a Facebook Live, and she said the tumor is stable, and it's so cute because Aussies are going, tumor stable, tumor stable. <laughs> it's working. That's it, phenomenal. Working. That's so amazing. The, there's there, there's your update on Mr. Ozzy. I love it. Those, I do bring you good news sometimes. You do, and those the clinical trials, um, I it's amazing that they have those types of things for certain circumstances to help kids in need. And my son went through a clinical trial that was successful. So there is hope, and that's so exciting. Yeah. I'm really glad it worked out for them. So if you guys could possibly still keep Ozzy in your prayers, though, um, because just because the tumor is stable does not mean that they are at the end of their road by any means. So please, uh, lots of prayers for Ozzy and his family um, and the doctors and all the nurses that have are taking care of him. That would be greatly appreciated. Well, and I actually thought about you as I read Charlotte's post because the doctors came in a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and, and they were trying to prepare. And, yeah. And they basically said, 
say your goodbyes right because he's not going to make it for christmas and i still remember when you told about your story and they told you to say goodbyes twice yeah yeah i just i i can't even imagine what it's like to be told as a parent to say your goodbyes say your goodbyes it's i I can't even explain it. It's not something I wish upon anybody or wish that they have to go through or deal with that. So um, Ozzy and his parents are definitely in my prayers. Well, the whole first half of our show is one of being the recap. I love it. That's okay. That's okay. I love it. All right. Well, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break and huge shout out to Oddmo's Pizza. Your guys' pizza, it, there's nothing like it. Okay, I'm just going to say it. It's, it's the best. So, Oddmo's Pizza, make sure you guys go out and get yourself some dinner tonight and just take it easy Saturday. All right, we'll be right back, you guys. On KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM.